Welcome to This Is Life. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. I know I say that every week, but that's because it's my favorite day of the week because not only is it the weekend, but it is time for uh, me to just uh, come into your lives for a little bit and for you just to kind of sit back, relax, and hopefully enjoy the podcast or do whatever you're doing out there. Again, spring is almost here, and I cannot be more excited. Speaking of excited, uh, it's not just me today. It's not just Solo Sean. It is uh, Duo Matt and Sean, which collectively I think is one of some of my most favorite podcast episodes when we kind of get together and just, oh, shoot the breeze and just kind of just talk back and forth and maybe challenge each other a little bit, but at the end of the day, just have a good time. So everybody, we have a huge round of applause for the studio audience that has non-existent for Mr. Matt Quick. That's that's high praise. That's... (laughs) The Nicholas Cage thing. The Nicholas Cage always goes high praise. (laughs) That was thing. At at the very least, you get the voice right. It was an SNL bit, wasn't it? (laughs) That's Yeah, I believe so. Who was? Is it? I forget now. Andy Samberg. That yes, Andy Samberg did uh, did Nicholas Cage back when Nicholas Cage had all the money money problems, right? That sounds about right. And he was. uh, Andy Samberg. Is he still on Saturday Night Live? I don't even watch the show. No, he moved. He was on. He, I mean, I'm sure he comes back for shorts or whatever. They have people come back all the time, but he he moved to NBC's Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Which then NBC dumped, and then, which is always weird, right? People dump TV shows, and so NBC dumped the show because right. it wasn't getting good ratings, and then all the fans came out of the woodwork and said, "Don't cancel the show." And I was people, NBC was like, "Well, then why weren't you watching? Why it? did you watch it? <laughs> we canceled the it." The thing about that though now is, and so then it went over to Fox. Exactly. So I, think well, it's on, I think he's still on Fox. Yeah, and yeah, that or it's going to go to Netflix. You know, that's not, one thing I've noticed. Like several shows that like get canceled from the networks, and then they end up either on another network or they end up on Netflix. Like, I can think of like Designated Survivor. I think was like that. Uh, uh, Supergirl, well, not from Netflix, but Supergirl went from CBS, right. big CBS, to the CW, which is a much better fit if you think about it. With all with all the crossover potential, with all the other superhero esque shows that CW, you're referring has. to the Arrowverse. Is that that's what, that the, what it's called? That's what people in my nerd view, my nerd view. Yeah, yeah. You and my wife, so. you're the nerd, the superhero nerds that so. I am surrounded by. Well, it's that's weird okay. that DC makes really crappy movies, but they make really good television shows. But yet Marvel makes a really good movie, but they can't seem to make a television show save their lives. No, I think they would. They've so. tried like that. Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield. Well, Coulson dies right. in Avengers. Spoiler alert. Do you, do you think ago. that's because DC tends he to... dies and then he comes back in the teaser for right. Agents of Shield? To start that whole thing. Right. And then they spun it off into Nick Cage and right. um, Jessica Jones. And then they're now going to spin up the Immortals. And then they got, and then they're now, I mean, they were owned by Disney before that, but that was all Netflix content. And now they're doing things like WandaVision on, uh, on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. Right. Like, yeah. I, I remember, remember when people said that cutting the cord and getting rid of cable was the economical choice and it was going to be cheaper in the long run? You remember that? Yes, that was the which is number no one kind the of yeah. Right. The number one kind of selling point was oh, it's going to be cheaper in the long run, and it's like okay, well, cool. Amazon Prime, Disney <laughs> Plus, Netflix, Hulu, CBS All Access, Peacock, which is right. coming from NBC. Um, I, I guess I'm just Apple old, TV. Apple TV. I didn't think about Apple TV. Um, I, I'm I'm sure there's another one that we haven't oh, thought yeah. of. Um, well, Hulu Live and all that. I mean, there's all yeah, sorts of all things. those are the tiers of those things. But I think yeah. Hulu, about ESPN Plus, right. Well, that thing, that's the problem is that, okay, well, fine. If you don't 
want to pay the cable prices, we'll just instead of charging the cable companies for our product, we'll just charge straight to the consumer. Right. And then, but in a way, that's kind of better because like one of the things that always drove me crazy is like when I had. By the way, I am now free of my satellite provider. I've had them for twenty years. I finally broke up with a very bad relationship with them, and and, and it was mostly because I live out in the middle of nowhere and our internet was terrible. Did you get a big? Uh, I finally did you get a big over the air antenna on the house. Uh, no, but but I did. Our internet finally was actually good now. I actually finally have reasonably awesome, you know, good internet for where I live. I'm, I'm not pulling in some gigabyte per second internet or nothing, but I mean, I'm, I'm at least doing, I at least can now stream, you know, Netflix or movies or TVs right. or whatever. So I could finally break up with DirecTV, but when I so when I had them, I... DirecTV, not a sponsor. No, no, no I wish AT&T, oh, go ahead and of the, of sponsor the show. the show if you'd like. That's fine with me. I gave you plenty of money. Maybe you can give me some money back. But I... Uh, you know, but you, you, you know, it should have been from the get go that I and can pick even for like, let's say 50 bucks a month. I would even pay 75 bucks a month if I got to have like even 25 or 30 channels that I get to pick. But no, you get you, you get maybe a few, you know, channels you want, but the majority of them are just garbage channels. Well, you know why people buy the really high. I had this conversation with a buddy of mine who's he's he's a super antenna guy he's an over-the-air guy he's got the hulu he's got all that stuff he's one of those early adopters of the cord cutting and he's just falling in love with it right he's the guy that he's that guy that analyzes every purchasing decision that you make Mm -hmm. and would be able to help you cut money but not in a way that's like jerk just in a way that's like asking questions so like we cut our at&t phone service and went to cricket right which is a subsidiary of at&t so i pay way less for my plan and i get the exact same coverage on the exact same network right which, but I pay less. But people don't like that. Well, the stigma is that, well, Cricket and Boost and all these other companies, and you're a cell phone guy, so you'll know appreciate this right. too. Well, they're not major carriers. And so you get secondary priority on Which, their networks. That's right. fine in the event of a disaster. Right. I'm probably not going to be able to make a phone call anyway. Right. Well, do, do you know how that works? I, I learned this back in my way to sell cell phones. Uh, you know, people are like, well, what's the – because that was number one question. You know, what's the main difference between a pay-as-you-go phone versus a contract phone? And basically when you look at Cricket or Boost or – uh, Virgin Mobile. I don't even know if that's still around. You, you, these are uh, uh, Walmart has one. Simple. Yes. W- yeah. Walmart, straight talk. Straight talk. Simple. So mobile, you have these off the offshoot carrier or phone carriers who you know who service providers, but they have to rent out. They they buy their cell phone service from a from the from the top three. They're a virtual carriers, right? Essentially, they have a virtual network that so just sits basically on the real what network you're, of so if, what basically what that means is that if you have a let's say a tower out there can only hold you know a tower and you you know you you're driving on the highway, they're the they're the big towers that have like the three prongs on you know like in a triangle on the side. Those are those are the cell phone towers, and just for sake of example, it can hold a lot more than this. But for for example's sake, say that that tower can only hold ten people on a cell phone attached to that tower at a time, uh, and so what happens is if you're on Straight Talk or Virgin Mobile, whomever is using that tower for their service, uh, whenever an AT&T, let's say an AT&T customer calls into that tower, or, and then more AT&T people call that tower, basically what happens is once it reaches that cap. The bottom, you know, tier drops off. Right. The eleventh person comes in and they're AT and T and your cricket. Right. Well, your cricket goes away. Right. And so that's the, so. But the thing is, you're right. Especially in today, in 2020, that is hardly ever going to happen. Right. So like data plans, I don't. I never use unlimited data. No. I never use unlimited data. So because I'm always in a Wi-Fi zone. I'm at my. I'm at my office. I'm at my house. I'm at your house. Right. I'm in this building here. I'm at Walmart. All these places that have wireless internet now. Right. So 
I just have my Wi-Fi calling turned on on my right. phone. Now I'm on the cricket network, quote unquote, but you're through using the Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi connection yeah, and not true. through the data. So it doesn't make any sense. So we, yeah, we pay ridiculous amounts. Anyway, my buddy was telling me this, this whole thing. He goes, people buy the really high end tell. We're going to get to what our topic eh, is at some point. This is fine. <laughs> this is what, this is what we're, I like. This is fine. Man and Sean's BS. Said. Yeah, it's good. I like uh, it. <laughs> um, we, people buy all of these crazy channels and all these crazy TV packages, not because they're going to watch that channel, but because of the potential to watch that channel. I never watched Telemundo, but if I want to watch Telemundo, you wouldn't have the access to watch Telemundo. It's right there. Yeah. That's all. That's all it is. And so, yeah, I agree with you. There should be some sort of a plan where you, you pay X number of dollars by per channel or something. Right. And so it's, it's 10 bucks a channel. And so, okay, great. I want ESPN and I want Right. Disney channel. But aren't there just channels that do you think ABC really... and Fox and all that? And then you get eight channels and you pay 80 bucks and there you go. There has to be channels other that literally hardly anybody watches. Oh, well, yeah, everything's so segmented now. All right. You're, I mean, there are thousands and thousands of television channels just all over the place. I so. mean, and there's channels that we don't even know. I mean, even over the air. Didn't Taylor kinda... Swift have her own television channel on AT&T Uverse for a while? Probably. Like, was, I mean, Taylor I think Swift channel. Like, well, really, Oprah's got her own channel. So Oprah has her own too. network. Yeah. Oprah well, has her own network. I mean, yeah, they're just all over the place. Like, but I think it's the thing is that. I think that yeah, it, in a way it's nice that we, you know, today we are able to really be a lot more picky and choosy. But the problem is that may end up coming in, in the, to hurt us on the other side of it because uh, all of a sudden we very well get to be paying more than what we were in the first place just because now, you know, there's no reason not to. Or there's no reason everyone's going to have their own exclusive content and they'll charge you, you know, premium the fix for it. for this? Well, well, you still can. Go buy the TV series. Yeah. In That's Blu-ray. true. Buy it on DVD. Right. Keep it in your house. But the problem with that, though, is, again, you, you know, but that's not going to work in today's society. I mean, for crying out loud, everyone has to be the first to see this and that. They're, well, sure. They're not going to wait. Movie theaters till... only exist because people are impatient. <laughs> movie theaters are full of impatient people. I've been an impatient person. I didn't wait for Endgame to come out on Blu-ray. I went to the theater opening night and saw it like everybody right. else. But movie theaters are just people that are impatient. That's true. I mean, that is I mean, true. By and large, that's what it is. And which so is really you, sad, you, you man. Pay for I, that exclusivity. Yeah, which is really to, sad. To I think I think a movie theater is the only is the only and best way to see a movie. Sure. I mean that was that was its intended purpose. I mean, way long ago, you know, eighty hundred years ago, when they first started making, you know, moving pictures, it was in a audience. You know, like a, like you go to a, mu- a, a play that happens to be broadcasted onto sure. a screen. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because they—I mean—you even had your own musicians in the right. building. You had your own organ Speaking player, your of piano which, player. I think the silent film festivals this weekend. I'm going to miss it again for like the tenth year. I've always wanted to take you. Oh yeah, I've, but, never, I've never been. Uh, yeah, man, well, that's not, neither here I'm nor sure, there. I'm sure, I dig it. I, 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 yeah, I'm probably the only person in your life that has a. You list are of silent literally films the only person in my enjoy. life who would find that interesting. Yeah, I think. <laughs> One thing I've always wanted to do is I've never been able to do it, but I, I'd love to. I, there, I know people that have, and I've never had a chance to do it. There is something called a 48-hour film festival. Have you heard of this? No. The idea is you meet Friday. You have to basically take a weekend. You meet Friday mid-afternoon evening with everybody that's going to be a participant in the festival or in the contest or whatever. And they give you a topic, a genre, and then there are three or four words or nouns, right? And the idea is you have to take that information and go make a short film and debut it Sunday afternoon. Hmm. So you have 48 hours to, to write it, direct it, produce it, act it, edit it, and, then, and show it. In 48 hours. 48 hours. And, wow. So I know people that have taken they take the weekend off work. 
because these people usually work weekends in retail and such, and so they take the entire weekend off work and they just basically go for how it. Long do they, how long are the movies? Hours. I guess however long you want. To uh, I think there's a limit. I don't know what the... They're probably like short films. Yeah, whatever. but a 10-minute short film so takes you hours to right. shoot and you got to write and it. And, so, and there are certain criteria. So like maybe I said, Sean, you have to make me a Western that has three women and a glass door in it. And the three words that you're going to come up with are camcorder, microphone, and a western, and wallet. And, <laughs> and so somewhere in your dialogue or right. in the background of a shot or something, you've got to have those three things right. visible right. in your story. And then they've got to make sense in the story. And then you've got to have the two other things that I mandated you have. So you got to make me a western that's got three women, not too hard to do. Mm-hmm. you got to figure out a way to put a camcorder in it. Which is hard because it's a Western. Right. <laughs> yes. Or have somebody say the word camcorder. Right. Again, hard because it's a Western. They gotta, there's going to be a wallet in the scene somewhere. Right. And so the idea is, okay, well, how can I do all of these things? Kind of right. get your brain pumping. And so then you make a short film and mm-hmm. you write it, direct it, shoot it, edit it, produce it, burn it to a disc, and you walk in at noon on Sunday with this disc ready to show it to everybody. Do you think that... And I think that's a fascinating I, I concept because fascinating. you would just go for 48 hours. Like, but, it'd be just like, let's get some somebody to get the coffee on. Do you let's realize go. that there are some people who would look at that and be like, uh, even if they were in the genre, even if they were in the field they knew how to make a movie or even do some sort of video production some people are like no that's just that's too much or i don't want to do that or whatever but but there are some people who would just latch on to that and be like yeah that actually sounds like a lot of fun yeah but i think that's that i think that's the whole thing is that i don't think that we i i don't believe that humanity has reached its creative is creative apex yet I, I think that we you know we honestly like there there is so much that we haven't even created and even done that. I mean, it's hard to think that way, especially in our, you know, uh, society where we're just, you know, all everything, everything around us is just consumerism and products and, and advertising. Ro- if you hear the chair rolling in the background, Piper is trying to gnaw yeah, my on my dog. She's, is, is she's biting here. on the leg of my chair. So the I've, old, I've the, given the, her the, the toy. The previous dog so that was in here that. would just snore. This dog is not that dog. In I didn't fact, mean to interrupt your thought. I was sitting here, and all of a sudden, I felt my chair like a vibrating <laughs> chair, and this is just a regular office swivel chair that I'm sitting in, and yeah. all of a sudden, my whole lower torso started bouncing, and yeah. I looked down, and she is gnawing on one of the five yeah. little legs that come out with the wheels. Hey, stop that. Cut it out. We have to have a cut here if we have to help no, put it down. Right. We're okay. Okay, we're good. Well... I'm just petting her now. So okay. we're, we're good. <laughs> we're good. All right. Well, that's a good segue. <laughs> I want to now, I want, there's a new segment that I just started last week, Matt, that I thought was a lot of fun. And I'm going to start doing this when I have guests I, in I've here. Heard, I, I've started listening to this, right. but full disclosure, I haven't, I haven't finished uh, it That's yet. okay. That's okay. So uh, basically it's called Random Question Generator. And I found this really fun website that literally, that's all it is, is it is a you just push a button and it gives you a random question. And we're not going to do the whole episode, but I think it'd be fun to at least do one. You do one and I do one. Is it a random question like when people just hit the middle predictive text word and mm-hmm. it makes a nonsense? No, it, it, is a, it, is, it is a... Today it is, I'm going to no, birthday it, party, Todd, Phil, Janice, No, it's a legitimate. Elephant, it's a legitimate, palm tree. It's a legitimate question that you can answer. Okay, so it's not so much a random question generator. Right. It's not so much a random question generator <laughs> as it is a random question generator that's correct great right. so i'll do one and you can do it i'll give you, i'll do it to you first and we'll just we'll just read it on air i'm gonna ask you a question and you just answer it okay and i'm gonna do this when we have guests and i'll probably make it a continual this reminds of me show. of the 
three questions from youth group. Yeah, that, I, I, for some reason, I love questions. From, from way back in the day. You I, do love questions, but the three random questions, as I remember, are your mother's maiden name, mm-hmm. your mother's shoe size, mm-hmm. and your favorite kind of pasta, and then for some reason, pizza counted. Yeah, I got people like, oh, I don't like pasta. I think they were saying that's not an answer, so I'm like, well, you like pizza. Everybody likes pizza. Yeah, so, so the pizza. three questions, when I when I came in, the three questions were, what's your mother's maiden name, mm-hmm. what's your mother's shoe size, and the, and the final question verbatim was, what's your favorite kind of pasta pizza counts? Right. Only had one. I don't have a mother. That was. I didn't. I really know what to say about that. Oh, that's kind of deep. Yeah. I was like, so this will be like this will be like the youth group questions of the of the pod. Sure. Well, yeah, that works. Some random, just random, 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 random questions. No All right, two here we go. Be the same. Okay. All right. So push the button. Okay. Excellent question, Matt. What's the most pleasant sounding accent? <laughs> what? That's why these questions are great. The most what's, pleasant sounding what is the most accent. most pleasant sounding accent to you? What is the most pleasant sounding accent? Um, I don't know. What, what does it mean by pleasant? This it sounds nice to your ear. You like it. It's a something that you could listen to. Without... Well, I guess I would say either. I guess I would say Midwestern because I don't hear a Midwestern accent because I live here. That's the most. Ple- that's the most Matt answer ever. But I don't. <laughs> I don't understand that. But right? like... when, and, and you've had this happen to you, I'm sure. When you go travel anywhere right. outside the Midwest, people go. You're not from around here, are you? Right. And you just go, yeah. How'd you tell? And they go, oh, I can hear your accent. And you I'll, go, and you go, I don't have an accent. I thought you were gonna and say they go, like, no, you do have an accent. I thought you said like the New England accent because it's like the New England you accent home. is a fun. I guess that'd be the most pleasant accent that I hear. <clears throat> but yeah. after a while, you know, I don't hear that one either. Do, is there is there an so. accent? Okay, I'll add on to this. Is there an accent that just drives you crazy? Uh, <laughs> you're just like, oh, <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm sure there are multiple that I haven't right. heard that would drive me crazy, but anybody below the Mason Dixon line, oh, I the, just can't. You don't like the Southern drawl? Yeah, yeah. That just gets you to you. The, the, the Mason Dixon line, or as I call it, the IHOP Waffle House line. Anything <laughs> below that line, just because words get made up. Right. And like my, da- my fi- dad for a long time, to- my dad was born in Joplin, Missouri. Yeah. He moved to Abilene, Texas, and then moved to Big Springs, Texas. I have no idea where either of those towns even are. Yeah. But Big Springs is a small town, which doesn't make any sense to me because the spring would be big, I right. guess. I don't know. But apparently he lived on Main Street of this town, which I'm guessing is a smaller, you know, one street type town. And whenever there was some stray dog that came up into his neighborhood at one point. And he walked out, and he opened up the front door on the porch, and he said a word I've never heard anybody say ever again, and the word was yaunt to. Yaunt to. I said, what? And he goes, you want to get this dog out of here? And I said, that is not, that is not a word. Yaunt to. And then the other one was, get out of here. <laughs> Which is all just one. What? Well, yeah. One sentence right? and, and one Texas is known word. for just making stuff up. This is right? true. Just, just words and stuff. Yeah. The the Southern draw, not. That's not your jam, huh? Yeah, I'm okay with a slight Southern draw, I suppose. Right, but you would because never... a Midwestern accent, I guess, is a subset of right. a Southern draw potentially. But yeah, when it gets really, really, really wild and gets yeah. real crazy down there, <laughs> get rid of that R's. Those R's start yeah. twanging. Too not, much. Not so much. Yeah, but if, you, nice. if there was such thing as like a sophisticated Southern mm-hmm. draw, I'd probably be okay with that. That's good. So. All right, now it's my turn to answer a question. Oh, you don't answer the same one. You answer. Oh, I, I can't. Sure. Well, no, no, no. I do a different one. All right, okay. here we go. Right, so this is Mike. We'll just do because that way it doesn't get. Here, too I'll read much this one to you. One. Click the right. click the button. I'll read it. To you. Let's see. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking. Um, that can we save that one for a message? <laughs> <laughs> 
This one is, what are some red flags to watch out for in daily life? That is an I entire get that podcast question, topic. I, okay. All right. Well, let's let's copy fair. that one into a notepad uh, <laughs> for the next solo Sean episode, because that's going to be a good one for later. All right. But you could spend, we could spend hours on that. <laughs> I, that's what actually happened before. Like, there was one, uh, and you haven't heard it yet, but the, the, one of the questions was, is cereal soup? That was what that was the question. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a tough one. That's kind of like as hot as a hot dog a sandwich, right? I, I feel like I'm probably gonna get some hate mail after I answered it. But. I would say no, because I think that most soups are served hot. Yeah, a cold soup would be an outlier. <laughs> Therefore, a cereal, which is not. Soup is dispensed as a soup. Right. You don't assemble the soup in the container. <laughs> right? Right. Because it, you, 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 it's a soup in a pot, and then you dispense it. You don't put your your honey bunches of oats mm-hmm. and your milk in a pot and then stir it and then serve it into your bowl. You just assemble it right there. Right. As in the is. container that you're going to See, I consume. said yes. I said any time you okay. mix solid and liquid together to soup. Well... I know that's a real easy. Your answer is a lot better than mine. Wait, say what was your what was your any any time you mix solids and liquids? That's a food together. It's a soup. Okay, like chili could be considered a soup. So then, if like you're eating a bowl of ice cream and you don't quite finish it fast enough, it's, it's soupy. They call it soupy, soupy ice cream. I guess, but I wouldn't call it a. Oh man, my ice cream's <laughs> turned into soup. I've heard people say that. But they wouldn't classify it as an actual soup. <laughs> it's a big... turn of phrase. You wouldn't just go, this soup's really sugary. Like, <laughs> that would never be a thing. So anyway, my point is, though, is that was the question. And uh, the next question I had was, if children are considered innocent, at what point do they not be, do, are they no longer considered innocent? Like, they literally, that was the two questions back to back. Did you go, There doesn't the Bible have something to say Yeah, we, and I talked about that okay. in the podcast, in the episode. Check the uh, archives. It, all right, so that's the last thing. But anyway, so that's what I'm saying. This question is crazy because they're literally random. They're like, you know, what's the meaning of life or... I doubt they're do you, actually random. You think they're just... I think there's a list of two million questions yeah, and the website spits one out to you. All right. But that being said... What is something that is really popular now, but in five years, everyone will look back on and be embarrassed by? Oh, that's a good question. My okay. answer right off the bat, hairstyles. <laughs> well, yeah, hair, yeah. All right, so what's something that is really popular now, but in five years? So we're talking 2025. Oh, that reminds me. When, when we get done with this, I got to tell you the thing that I was going to tell you last week. TikTok. I think it's the, gonna, the social networking platform. Uh, yeah, it'll end up being mixed mocks or something. It's a it's a front it's a front for yeah. I, I, it's, it's interesting about the TikTok app. It's just it's just it's the same thing as Instagram or Vine or you know whatever. I mean, it's just it's just it's just the latest. You know, kids don't want to be on the same social networks that their parents are on, so they create <laughs> or get on something else. <laughs> and then when the parents get on that, they go on to the next thing. Yeah. So that, that's that's kind of my answer. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll. That's be... been the beginning though. Like you didn't want kids didn't want to be on the same phone line as their parents. So <laughs> so they got their own phone. So line. they got rid of the party line right. and they had individual phone lines. Right. And then that became individual phone numbers. Right. And that became individual cell phones. Then right. that became individual messaging platforms. And, and then that MySpace. Individual social media. Right. And that began. That's true. However, why does Twitter stick around so much? You think? What do you think? Why do you think Twitter is the end all be all on social media? Most people who get rid of, I've seen that before. Like they put all four, you know, all four social medias on there: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we'll say this TikTok. And they say if you could get rid of one, or if you can get, if you can keep one, what would it be? And most people say Twitter. 
Yeah. Why, why would you say well, I'm that? I'm a case in point. I don't have anything else. Right. And that's the other thing is people who I get rid of all social media, they get rid of all of them, but they save their Twitter. Yeah. Is that just because it's the most relevant, most current, most up-to-date? It's, it's the most instantaneous in that you can see what's happening in the world in any moment. Right. Very quickly. Right. There are things that I, you know, I will see that my wife will show me something on Facebook that she finds humorous, or I will get a text from somebody else in my life that is to a link to some Facebook content. And I will have seen that three days ago on Twitter. Right. Right. Viral video that's trending or whatever. I think it also gives you an unfiltered access to, to people that you might want to know about. Hmm. For example, if you want to know what's going on with LeBron James, and get LeBron James's views on whatever he's thinking about. Right. You can go directly to the source Good at sure. King James. Do you think it's harder to be a... Or, or politics, same way. Right. Or a news source that you're particularly fond of or whatever. You can go directly to the source. There's no fluff. There's no CNN article that LeBron had a press conference and felt like this. You can just go directly to LeBron and get exactly what he's thinking about any given topic in real time almost. The other thing I think Twitter is interesting about is that most other platforms, and not so much anymore, but when Twitter first came out, most other platforms, there had to be reciprocation, and Twitter, you don't need that. No, that's true. And by reciprocation, I mean even like if, even on like Xbox, right? Not a social networking platform, but you know, in order for you and I to play Xbox together, we both had to friend each other right. through Xbox. Right. Facebook, same thing. And Twitter was a following feature. It was like, right. hey... Because it was all for SMS text messaging. We'll give you the content from such and such if you want it. You just need to tell us you want it. Right. So I follow you. I follow the podcast. Right. Doesn't mean the podcast has to follow me. No. Right? That's so true. That reciprocity doesn't have to exist. Now, Instagram has obviously taken a cue from that. Mm -hmm. But Instagram, you can put a photo on Twitter just as easily as you can put a photo on Instagram. Right. Right. So it's, it's microblogging. It's faster. Things are more instant. You can react to news more quickly for better and for worse. Because there are things that break on Twitter that end up not being true. Right. Just with the whole with um, one of the big ones was Kobe. Kobe Bryant recently passed away. We, right. You know, and they said this. that his all of his and family people said died. his whole family right. passed away and it ran it ran away with itself on Twitter. And Rick Fox was on the helicopter, too. And all this stuff ran away with itself. And that just got blown right. out of proportion. And then um, none of that ended up being true. Right. So that idea of it's so instant that, you know, that's good. That, it's a blessing and a curse, right? right? But I think that's why it won't ever go away because it's so instant and it gives you such a direct access. Honestly, at some point, and this is going to sound this is going to sound crazy for me, especially, I would not be shocked if Twitter becomes nationalized. What, explain that. Um, nationalization is the process by which the government purchases or takes a public company private um like it okay like if you were to do this whole medicare for all thing you might nationalize all of the healthcare companies right. being that now they're all government agencies right. all government entities i would not be shocked that given how much stuff happens on twitter that twitter becomes nationalized at some point i don't know what that looks like twitter is a publicly traded company there's tons of economics who, and stuff who is the main twitter -er? Like, who's the guy who... Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey's CEO. Wow. And he's the one who created it? I think it? the main Twitterer is probably the president. Well, I mean, I get that, yes. I mean, there are a lot but, of people that join the platform for him. Right. Let's be honest. Hmm. But given that politicians, sports members, 
uh, um, it kind of has its own economy of sorts now, right? You have you have Twitter influencers. You have people that only have Twitter so they can follow other people. Right. They don't do any content creation themselves per se. And Twitter seems to be kind of the right mix of business and pleasure. You can, if you want to see just stuff about real relevant news stuff, you can follow just real relevant news right. stuff. So it's more if you like only want to see photos yeah. of Jenny's baby, you can follow Jenny and anybody else who are just going to do those things. Whereas Facebook is more about just what other people show, right? Personal no, that's stuff, actually true. Personal, you know, personal or advertise anymore. It looks like a, a sinking uh, flea market on my feed, you know, because right. everyone's trying to sell this or that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's, I mean, that's just my view on it. I, I, I don't know why Twitter wouldn't become nationalized if you're already having, like, the White House has said before, you know, the president's the Twitterer in chief. That's the, kind of one of those. There are a lot of things people like to say about the president, but one of them is that he tweets too much. Yes. Uh, and that's one of the nicer things you can say about him. <laughs> right. Especially if you're somebody in my political persuasion. <laughs> um, but. Well, even the Attorney General said that here recently. Well, the Attorney General should just do his job. Right. Yeah. The, the president's tweets aren't affecting the attorney general right. being his, doing his job. The attorney general's integrity is affecting the attorney right. general being able to do his job because he's the attorney general of the United States, not the personal attorney of the president. Right. Somebody should tell him that. Anyway, <laughs> that's all going to get cut out. Bonus features. <laughs> <laughs> bonus features on the track. Um, the president pulled a lot of people into Twitter because that was his preferred medium, and that's fine. And he can definitely do what he wants. But given that you have such a direct access Twitter is think about any news story you've seen recently. Most of the time, if it involves somebody responding to someone else, the phrase on Twitter is somewhere in that article. That's true. They do always seem to cite Twitter, right? Yeah. Because it's a direct access to that person. I don't need to have LeBron give a press conference telling me he's taking his talents to South beach. He could just tweet. I'm going to Miami y'all airplane emoji. Why can't you edit a tweet? I've always wondered that just because it is what it is and own it up to it. I, I This is going to get me. You, you got hate last week for your whole cereal soup thing. I'm going <laughs> to hate this week for uh, for this. That's all good. I am, I am very much okay with Twitter not having an edit button. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I just, like, I, I misspelled a word or something the other day. And I'm like, oh, I need to go back and edit it. I'm like, well, I guess I can't. All right, I'm owning it. So, right. I think that's part of it yeah. is that. You know, it's out there. You can either delete it, which on the internet everything lives forever in screenshots. Right. Cafefe <laughs> lives forever because of a it can't right. be changed. And I think also people would go back and oh, edit yeah. things to. I think people would edit things in the presence of more information. Right. That's um, true. Not even from necessarily a historical context, but if you if you messed up a word and you go change it, that's one thing. But people are never going to know what you edited. They're just going to know that it's been edited. Well, I mean, maybe it's just kind of like just a flowing river of and information. So I think that's what it is. It's it's just, so it's just it's, a, it is what it is, and you, there's nothing you can't change it. You can't. I mean, quite simply, if a bird chirps, they can't edit its chirp. No. And go back, right. oh, I need a do-over. No, it's already out there. You said it. It's it's out there. You could take it back, mm-hmm. but that but that's it. And then also, furthermore, I don't know if you know this, and maybe your listeners don't know this either. Every tweet that any person sends that has an American location, not in the tweet, but on the account. So, like, your account says that your location is Topeka, Kansas. Right. Any tweet that comes from any place in America is archived by the Library of Congress. That's a lot of information. Yeah. Uh, likewise, any tweet, in any, any tweet to any government official on a government Twitter. Right. The president's Twitter is now considered an official government Twitter since he uses it. Right. In fact, even the White House said any tweet that comes from the president is an actual press release from the White House or official statement from the White House, right. which is 
interesting. Interesting. And interesting. There, there are we'll bo- use the word interesting. There are bots <laughs> out there that have actually taken that idea to heart and actually mm-hmm. will take anytime the president tweets, a bot will very quickly take the text of his tweet and drop it onto White House station. Yeah, I have that. I, that's again, actually how I read his tweets, that um, way. which is kind of funny. Uh, and so people have taken that to heart. But um, yeah, any any tweet that anybody sends or replies to any government official's actual Twitter. So like if you go look at Bernie Sanders, there's a Senator Sanders and there's a Bernie Sanders. Right. The Bernie Sanders is for him and the campaign um, because that's currently what he's doing. The Senator Sanders is for his position as Senator of Vermont. The Senator one, anything you send to him and any tweet tag him in automatically gets archived by, by the executive or in that case, the legislative branch of government. But um, those are automatically archived. So, well, I guess that kind of leads me into uh, maybe into a topic. You know, we we're talking yeah. about the internet. I asked you yesterday if you think that having I'm getting access- a massage chair know, experience sorry. again. Hold on a second. I'm listening. I'm just gonna. I asked you yesterday if you thought that having access to the internet is uh, right. You, you heard me speak earlier about how this, yeah. I I um only up until recently because I live out in the way in the country got decent internet. You know, before I was like, my internet was the same speed most people had, you know, 15 years ago, up until like within the last several months. And I finally now, I you know, I feel like I'm, you know, living the gravy train life, you know, I finally got decent internet. And what's interesting about it is, yeah, I live out in the country, but then there are people who live out in the country, like in the middle of central Kansas, where you can't see, a, you know, a, a building for miles and miles and miles aside from farms and homesteads. And those people, you know, mostly farmers or, you know, whatever people, you know, do they have a right to be able to have access to the Internet um, in, in, in 2020? Uh, and when I say a right, I mean, there's something that, that 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 the government is required to be able to provide for them um, because it's a right for them to have. Uh, like, for example, like we like we have a right to. Uh, you know, to well, well, the whole thing, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, right? That that's, you can wrap up all the rights that we have in America under those three terms. Um, you know, right, right to you know, um, right. Those, those are human rights, not right. Well, I guess but that's different. Is there? Is there? Those, those are those are human rights as defined by the Declaration of Independence. Right. Okay. Is there the Declaration difference? of Independence doesn't grant you these rights. It says the reason we're leaving England is because we feel like these basic human rights we don't have. Is okay. So, is there a difference between basic human rights and rights in general? Well, I, like for, be- for better or worse, people in China do not have the right to bear arms. Right. You are given the right to bear arms by the U.S. Constitution because you're a citizen of these United States. Okay, guys. So, so we're back. Sorry, I had to do a little break there. Uh, the dog was in here. Like I said, I don't. I'm, I'm not usually bringing her, but today it's kind of a special occasion, and uh, she's just not cooperating. Uh, so she was like, "Never work push- with pets or animals." <laughs> right. She's like just pushing her bowl Never around, and you know, poor kid just wants to play, and, and we're like trying to record a show. So I apologize if it distracted you. Uh, she's she's put up in her little kennel now. Uh, so if you hear noise, I love you hear we'll pitter pattering. It. Yeah, it's it's, it's just part Kinda of the like show. Like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> just consider it part of the character it's, of the show. We're, it's it's we live love, to tape. Yes, we, we, just, <laughs> just we're just jamming here. All right, man. So we were talking about the rights versus human rights, and uh, you you were talking about the China. You do not have the right to bear arms, but in America you do. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. You said that those are those are where well, you said that they're basic human rights. That that is what we are given just by God, by Creator, by just you know, give, by being humans. Right. We are afforded with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
life that you you know should have the right to live. Nobody right. should kill you because of your gender or you're, ethnicity right. or you know things of that nature. Um, liberty, freedom. That's a very core American ideal. Mm-hmm. Other countries don't share that view. That's why you hear of human rights violations and things. Um, and then the pursuit of happiness is everybody has the right to pursue. Notice it doesn't say the right to happiness. Right. It's true. It says it's the pursuit. right to the pursuit of happiness. So You are able to pursue happiness, whatever that means to you. Right. And you should be able to pursue happiness unmolested relative to someone else. Right. Because all of our exactly. rights are relative. I have the right to swing my fist until I make contact with your nose. And then, and then it becomes a problem because now I'm interfering with your ability to be. Well, I've heard that people say that before. Yeah, my rights, fire in a crowded movie theater. Right. My rights extend as far as my rights go as far as yours begin or whatever. Like my yeah. rights end when yours begin. Basically. Sure. Right. Because anything else would be infringing upon your rights. And my right. rights don't. My, my rights are not more important than your rights. Right. They are equal. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so those are that's the idea of basic human rights. And so you know you you have a Second Amendment right to bear arms, whatever the founders intended that to mean. That's another show. Um, because you're an American, mm-hmm. not because it's a basic human right. And so there there are different levels of rights here. You, there's, you don't necessarily have the right to. Just because you're human, you don't just have the right to get a gun. Right, no. Or any kind I of weapon that. for that any matter. any kind of weapon for that matter, right. Yeah. Um, well, okay, what does... So that's a different thing. But on your internet point, which we were kind of started with right. this, I think that, and I told you this yesterday, and we, I think this is probably why you brought it up, um, the internet can be viewed, especially with social media now, can be viewed as a forum, right? Think of an old forum in Greek times or... I don't know, the Cheers bar. People get together and talk about ideas, right? It can be viewed as an assembly place. It's just not physical. It's virtual. You have the freedom to assemble under your First Amendment right. There are five things granted to you in the First Amendment, one of them being the right to assembly, assemble peacefully. Right. Um, yes, it is a right. Ha, 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 ha. You said right. So. <laughs> yes. <right>. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> right, not left. Okay, so... You, you have the right to assemble. So taking that right to assemble and just unpacking it more, if we assume that the internet is a digital assembly place, I can't infringe upon your right to assemble. So therefore, I should be I should provide you a means of getting to that assembly place. But doesn't, doesn't or rather, everybody... I, pro- I don't have to necessarily provide you a means to get to the assembly place, but I can't restrict you from going to the assembly place. And the, those are different right. things. But the problem is, though, is that in order for me to, if I, if I, as being the government, is now told to me that you have your right to the access to the internet because you can't assemble, so I then have to then therefore spend the money and the and the infrastructure to get you that. Can you think of any other right that we have where other people have to give us something in order for us to obtain it? No. Okay. So that's not. It's not the same thing. I mean, you have the right to go to Harvard Square in Cambridge, Massachusetts. It's a right. public forum. It's a park. You can go there anytime you want. Doesn't mean I have to give you a car and a plane ticket to get there. But how can you have internet without somebody providing you the internet service? Well, yeah, that, that's the trick. Because it's right. no, that's the thing. But you know, I we kind of would think of water and electricity as rights, quote unquote. They're not. They're not. But just normal facets of everyday life you pay a company to give you those 
But they're not, though. And that's the kind of goes into, I mean, and the, I guess that's what we're talking about it. Right. But. Exactly. That kind of goes into the greater humongous could be its own show topic. And, and it's very controversial is like Medicare or, you know, healthcare for all. Sure. You know, some, some people are adamant that access to affordable healthcare is a right. And some well, see, people I, say, see, I would roll that into life. Right, I, I get that. Life and care of one's life. Right, and I is get what that. What I point. would consider life, which means it's a human right. But in order for me, though, to get healthcare, I have to go to a doctor. So, in other words, a doctor is going to be forced to treat me because it is my right to have him do his, you know, to do to to do to practice his craft on me. Sure. Yeah, that's uh, the, that's the sticky wicket. And then that, that, that to me that just seems weird. And I and so I'm trying to think. What is it? Is there any other right that where that is that is that is that involves somebody else giving of themselves and having and in, 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 in by penalty of law they have to give back give to me whatever that they do? And I, um, I, I can think of certain instances, but not like writ, do we have not writ large? I'm thinking of the baker who had to bake the cake for the couple that was having the wedding. And he okay. didn't agree. That's that's not saying that all bakers have to make cakes for, every, for, for free. Everybody. You don't have a right to cake, despite what Marie Antoinette <laughs> says. You know, you don't have the right to eat cake. Right. Um, you can if you want to, if that's your pursuit of happiness, I suppose. Right. But, you know, that's not quite the same thing as a company having to provide it to you. No. And that's kind of what you're asking. Well, I mean, regardless, I mean, it's an interesting topic. I think that's why there's such a... Uh, you know, a debate back and forth. You know, not just on not just on the internet, but I mean healthcare, and I mean just. I, I think what the the the, the, the crazy thing about it is, I think that both sides of any argument, any good argument, is have the best intentions for their, you know, for for the ideas from behind them. I just wish that you know for some reason, you know, there's we're missing just a lack of 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 of. Um, seeing the other side, you know, and, and having compassion and empathy and, um, bringing this back to Twitter, which we were talking about a little bit ago. That's, uh, one of the problems with Twitter is that you can echo chamber yourself. So you just, you just say all of your stuff. And you're familiar you, with the idea of an echo chamber. The idea being that I only right. follow people that reinforce what I think. No. Well, that, and, and I agree. And that's one of the reasons why it's not right. just me on this show. Sure, you know, and that's why that's exactly I, idea, I because I because I could just do that. I get the same idea. If I'm a if I'm right. a conservative minded person, right, and I only follow people like Sean Hannity and right. Papa Bear Bill O'Reilly, right, and the president. Ow, don't bite me! And the president, and oh, not you're not biting me. That was the dog. That was <laughs> stop biting me, Sean. <laughs> I like my show. You don't have to bite me as a guest anymore. Quit biting me. No, that was the dog. I'm petting the dog, everybody. I, I think that Piper's more of a distraction than when we had uh, Aiden in here. Or Aiden. James. James. Because he was being a sweet little baby, but my dog's like, this will be the, definitely the last time I bring the dog into the studio <laughs> when we're doing a podcast. I thought she'd do okay, because the Piper other dog files. did just fine. But no, not so much. Um, if I'm a conservative-minded person and I only follow conservative-minded people, then I never hear any other counter-argument. Right. Right. And that that is something that people that happens to people. Right. And so not only does that make you terribly insecure, that you are so insecure in your beliefs that the second you have any opposition to your views, you right. just break down. Some people are like that, though. Man. I know very much so. <laughs> they're, they're majority of people. I think are like that. They're they don't people have that have right. quit social media because of that. Right. Right. Um, they get stuck in a corner because and they can't. Right. because somebody, you know, brings up a point or and, and a lot of it's probably bullying as well. Just to be right. fair. But, you know, the, some people bring up 
points or counterpoints to things that they've said on social media. And then that becomes, I don't know, it just either runs away with itself or they're not passionate enough in their position to be able to defend it adequately or what they feel is adequately and they just shut down. And so right. the problem with social media is we don't get out and talk to people anymore. No. We all stay inside, stare at our phones. Yeah. Go to any mall, you're gonna see a bunch of kids sitting around a table, and this is this get off this is this get off my lawn as I'm allowed to be, being twenty nine. Go go to any mall, you're gonna see if mall still exists, people are on Amazon. Go to, <laughs> go to a mall, go to people place where people gather, Starbucks or whatever, you're gonna see a bunch of people sitting on their phones, not talking to a single soul. Right. Right? Because they're all busy being online in, well, their, in their digital personas. And that the nice thing is it's immediate. You get direct unfiltered access to people that you might want to know information from or that you might have an interest in. But for it's still reason. so artificial, though, man. That's but the it's thing. artificial. And that's the it's trick. just not so, the real you, thing. I mean, I don't care if you're getting truth. It's still not the real and thing. And you echo chamber yourself. I can't right. sit down with you and go, Sean, I know we disagree on guns. Yeah. And if I bring up that topic, we're going to spend three hours debating guns one to another. But maybe, and maybe you and I fine. are weird, though, because we like to be challenged. We like to be. I think that's true. We like we, to have opposite points of view but even, because I'm not absolutely 100% convinced that I'm correct. So I'm, I want to know well, other there's a there's a natural open-mindedness that people like right. you and I have where for me and this is this is maybe obviously you're the conservative of the two of us but you have a liberal tendency here and that is in my view conservatives love to talk about and I say conservatives not that's not mean to be a dirty word it's people that are more more right-leaning more, more right-leaning than me that's what I mean um which is, was a lot of people let's Let's be fair. Half the country. No, more than that. They're dim- I'm so far left. Even Elizabeth Warren's like, hey, hey, settle down. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm way out there on the fringes. But anyway, um, so from my perspective, every, almost everybody's to the right of me. But that being said, um, there are conservatives out there and people that are more conservative than I, which, as we talked about, is the majority of America, that they j- this is my belief. I have the right to my belief. Deal with it. Whereas people on the more left-leaning side of things understand that that's your belief, but they're curious as to the why behind that belief. Right. I am. But yeah. when you ask that question, and you are, and that's right. that's a very valid point. That's why you do the show, mm-hmm. to talk to people about their lives. Because, But but doing so, there is, a, there is an assumption there that you are making within yourself mm-hmm. that you don't have all the answers. Because how could you? Right? And you know that you don't. No. Right. There are people farther in the conservative persuasion than you and than me that don't have that open-mindedness. No. There's a line there where the open-mindedness becomes a closed-mindedness, right. and anything you say that's contrary means you're my enemy. Right. And that's not how it should be, right? No. And so social media, you but echo again, cha- you, social media, the internet, you right. echo chamber yourself. Right. In, Man, see, in, I think in those people, kind of things. for some so, reason, we've 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 come to the understanding that why is a dirty word. Yeah, but you know why that is? I think a lot of it is because we grew up. Okay, for example, uh, I may have mentioned this on the show before. I'm not. If I did, I apologize. If not, it's relative to what we're talking about. When I was growing up, one of the things that absolutely drove me the most crazy about being a kid and having parents is when they'd ask me to do things or tell me to stop doing something, and I would say why. And they would say, "I said so." Right. And it's not a valid. I hated that answer. Well, you don't feel like that's valid, right? And it, and, and I'm like, and so he, you know, I I uh, remember saying as a child, I'm never gonna say that. I'm never gonna tell my child because I told you so. I, you know, I just I, if, if they ask why, I want to give them an answer. And so I have, you know, I, I lend my daughter started to get into the why now it it was it started off with the why or the you know like the, the you know i you know it was more of a no but i don't want to say no so i'm gonna say why instead i said baby girl i said listen 
I understand that you don't know why I asked. That must you to be really confusing thing. in your house. Like I said, baby girl. Yeah, you I refer to your wife as baby girl from time to time, and you also refer to your daughter. So that's if you true. just said baby girl, like right. in the kitchen, <laughs> you're gonna get what? What? Like two. <laughs> that is true. Just, it's my true. brain's so fantastic. I, I think true. like that. I'm, go ahead. But as I, as I said, listen here, kiddo. I I don't mind you asking why. In fact, I encourage you to think why is a very good question. However. You need to still acknowledge that your mom and I are your parents and that hopefully, and I'm speaking a lot of big words for a six-year-old, but I mean, I feel like I need to speak mature to her. I said, hopefully your mom and I, you know, will continue to provide a place that you can feel trust, that you, that you trust us. And so when we ask you to do these things, we're not asking you just to do them just because. We're asking them because there's a legitimate reason. Now, sometimes we may not have a time to, to give you the reason. If, we're, if, if you're running out in a parking lot, we're going to tell you to stop running in the parking lot. That's not the time to ask why. That's just the time to do what we're asking you to do. Right. I said, however, if I say, hey, I need you to clean your room, and you're like, why? I said, here's what I need you to do. I don't mind you asking why, but I need you to say, yes, sir, may I ask why? Just, just, and I said, and I, some, and I will most of the time give you an answer. If I don't have an answer, I can tell you, baby, I don't have an answer right now, but I just, I really need to do this thing. Well, but that, that, that lets you defer the answer. Right. I'm happy to explain to you why right. after. Right you after exactly after you request. do whatever yeah, I should do, sure. or after you, you know, and so and that, that's really it's so it's really kind of been fun that at six years old that's what she's doing. She goes, "Yes, sir." May I ask why? Or she'll say why, and I'm like, "Excuse me, yes, sir." May I ask why? I said, well, "You're actually right." Sometimes I'm like, "Well, go ahead and do what I ask you to do, then we'll talk about it, or I'll go and give you the answer." And and it, I think it's it's kind of nice because it satisfies that. That natural curiosity, and I don't necessarily think it was a nasty. I think maybe started off kind of being a nasty no thing, but I think now that she's understood that I respect her, and I'm not just trying to brush her off or you know to to be a bully or to be mean to her. I'm just doing it because I'm trying. I mean, I like to think in my mind, I'm just trying to help her be a good person. Sure. And I don't. I don't want her to ever, especially as well, a you're woman. Giving her a good. You're giving her a good foundation. You're giving her a good. I'm gonna say this word. I don't mean it this way. You're gonna give her. You're giving her a good liberal foundation. What I mean by that is a very diverse foundation. Yes. So that she is not easily duped by things. No. We talked. We had talked a while back, and this drove me crazy. And we, you know, we'll just touch on it here briefly. You saw this broom thing. Mm -hmm. with the yes. Broom. The 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 that you pick up. Social you put the broom. Media, only on that day could you stand the day, broom up. Can you stand this broom up on the <laughs> end because of the rotation of the earth and whatnot? Right. And I had sent you the picture of this, and right. I had said, "What's the deal with this broom thing?" And you said, ah, pff, I don't Some know. stupid internet thing. Some stupid internet thing. I said, right, but the center of gravity of the planet is the center of the planet. Right. The center of the planet is still going to be the center of gravity <laughs> next week right. on Groundhog Day. Right. Christmas Day. No, but the internet said, it's NASA not, said just that day. But it's not changing. Just NASA that day. The only that. way but, you but, but right. right. But that, never, that never was. That never happened. Right. It was a lie. But you're giving your daughter a basis to say things like, no. that doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. Right. right. Why is not why in a standoffish way, but in just a way for the for to not be easily duped. Yeah. If I say, hey, I've got this magnet and you wear it on your wrist and it aligns your blood flow. Tell me. Yeah. OK. Or how exactly. Okay, how can you explain sense? to me how that works? Right, right. Well, because the magnets align the iron in your bloodstream. Right. Right. But the iron's already in my blood and my capillaries have <laughs> blood in them. Right. Why do I need why, why the do blood I need straight? my iron in a straight line right, when right. my iron is in the blood and the blood already flows down a tube? Right. The that idea of being right. able to ask those questions, which gives her a big base from which right. to work from, 
from a knowledge standpoint. Right. And that's something. Okay, so let me ask you this do. then. Like, why do you think then that we? I mean, I understand why parents. Because are I said fine. so. Well, I guess I, why? I agree that because I said so. But why? Well, I guess the question is why. But why? Why do you think that people are afraid of why? Because they don't have an answer. Okay, that's a good. That's that makes we, sense. We have been we we have been, we've ingrained our kids in school. Even me, even you, we've ingrained our kids in school that it's not how you get to the answer; it's the answer itself. Right. Okay. You have to two know plus that two, two plus four two is four. four right? But you but but the idea that why is two plus two four? That's a simple one. It, it always is. It's just it's never going to be fish. It's just it's always going to be four. That's not the same thing. Like I, the best example I can give is I had a boss one time in a in a past past job that we were talking about who would you want to hire, and he said here's here's my philosophy on who I want to hire. If I interview two candidates and I go outside and I say, hey. How tall is the spire on top of this building? Assuming we're in like a skyscraper. I have candidate A who says, oh, yeah, I studied architecture in, in college, and I know the spire is 42 and a half feet tall. I know that. Okay, that's the right answer. Great. We'll, we'll let you know. Second candidate comes up for the interview. He takes the same guy out, this guy outside and says, how tall is the uh, spire on top of this building? And the guy goes, hmm. And he looks at the spire. And he looks at the ground and he notices the spire casts a shadow and that he also has a shadow. He looks at his shadow. He knows he's six feet tall. He looks at the spire shadow. He knows it's about three times taller than he is. And he goes, eh, or about six times taller than he is. And he goes, I'm about 36 feet or so, just based on my shadow being this big and the shadow being this big. It's not the right answer. The answer is 42 feet. But it shows that he has the ability to think. Right. Right. And it's not so it's not so much about getting the answer. It's about getting a it's so about finding having a the solution. knowledge to be able to make an educated guess or to have the knowledge base to have an answer. Hmm. People don't have that. They I want the, the easy, majority of people don't have cookie cutter answer. Well, but they don't, but that's not hmm. something hard. You cast a shadow, you right. you know how tall you are, roughly. The okay. shadow is about six times longer. You don't have to measure it, but you could if you really wanted to. And you just go, okay, well, if I'm this tall and my shadow's this, and there's only okay. one sun. And this shadows this, then very quickly I can just kind of rationalize that this is about this. Okay, so is this a? It just shows critical thinking skills, and people don't have those now. Well, that's we've, what I was about to ask you. We've trained our kids that the only thing that matters is that forty-two and a half, not how you get to it, right? And this is why people hated. Oh, I don't want to show my work. Thinking about your math class in high school, you got to show your work because the teacher graded you on how you showed your work. If you just happened to write down forty-two and got the answer right, that's not as good as being able to show how you got to the answer. The how you got to the answer is the critical thinking skills, which is, in this case, why you'd want to hire candidate two, because he might not have the correct answer, but he knows how to think. And that's something that is ingrained into people that's better than just having somebody regurgitate information to you. Unfortunately, now we have kids that study and they study. And I did this in college, too. You study and you study and you study. And you cram and you cram and you cram and you fill your short term memory full of these facts and dates and figures and you regurgitate it onto a test and you get an A and you move on and then you never remember it. This is why they did a show where they'd give you a million dollars if you knew the same things a fifth grader knew. A million dollars for knowing fifth grade astronomy. Mm -hmm. Because people yeah. don't know it. And granted, to be fair, adults forget about things and that is what it is. But that basis of knowledge doesn't exist outside of you going okay. to school but and see, I, it, working always, with it every day. But see, that thing, the, the, the counter argument to that is that it's not like school is not about education school is about learning something to completion and 
a boss is not going to care about if you got an A in calculus. They're just going to want to know that you are able to get the job done. But that's a, right. But that's the flaw with the system is that school shouldn't be about to completion. You should never stop learning. You should never stop schooling yourself. Right. You should never stop that. I try to learn something every day. Oh, I got my diploma. I guess I know everything there is to know about everything. (laughs) It feels that way when you get handed a diploma and you're 18 and you're king of the world and you've got the car and go out and whatever, but that's not, it's, that's not so. So, but to answer your question that we that kind of spurred this on, you talk about why do people have a hatred towards the word? Why, why do you get, because I said so? Well, because sometimes people just don't know and there are egos involved that people don't know. Is it also because they- I, I hate not knowing something. You know that better than anybody. It drives me insane. Right. Right? So whenever you ask me a question and I say I don't know, I'm happy to admit that I don't know. But usually the next sentence out of my mouth is, I'll okay. find out. Right. And, and that's just me being a sponge for information and, right. and, and things that, you know, I'm passionate about space and whatever else. And so that's just something that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about and enjoy learning. And I just enjoy learning things to begin yeah. with. But um, makes no, me well, a that, that's Jeopardy why... contestant. But. Well, I think that's why a lot of Christians have a hard time with with answering the word "why," because a lot of times they don't know themselves. I mean, I just in, in preparation for a podcast I was going to do, I was because I knew I wanted to do a podcast, an episode on questions, and I ended up just doing the random question generator. But I had a thought; I'd be like, you know, it'd be kind of fun. I'm going to Google questions Christians cannot answer, and there's a website out there. I can't remember what it was now, but if you Google it, you could probably find it. And there's about a hundred questions, and these are really good questions as to why questions that Christians cannot answer. Now you can you can give scriptural answers to these questions, most of them, but for the majority of people, especially the people who would be asking these questions, that's not going to be sufficient. Sure. And I think that's kind of the problem is is that that there is a lot of unknown when you are a believer. And because that's the whole point of, of being a believer is believing in things you cannot see. You know, how can you prove a, a negative? You, you can't because it's something that is not physically in front of you. All you can do is just have a testimony and, 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 and how, of how it's affected you in, in the belief system and that faith has affected your life. And that's truly the only thing you have to go on for, for the majority of Christians that is sufficient. They, they're able to have a testimony. They, they're able to have stories, have a, uh, you know, a history of how, you know, they truly believe that God has completely changed their life. They, they don't do the things they used to. They don't hang around the same people they used to. They have literally turned their life around. Maybe they got rid of drugs or maybe they, you know, became faithful to their spouse again after cheating on them, whatever it takes. But my, my point is this, is that we should never be, even if we don't have the answer, I think that's the answer to my question, is even if, even if we don't have the answer or are afraid of the answer or even moreover, we're afraid that we're wrong, we should never be afraid of the, of the question why. I think we should always be pursuing, you're exactly right, we should always be pursuing knowledge, we should always be pursuing the, you know, the gaining a new understanding and a new appreciation. That's why I think we need to go out and meet more new people and, and, and even be challenged by people, even be challenged by, you know, I never, I never looked at, I never look at a confrontation as something that is bad, especially if we have a civil confrontation, you know, where I am able to have a, a civil debate. And I'm even okay if at the end of a debate, if I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to agree with you, and you're not going to agree with me, so we might as well. And there's been we've that had those before. on the show. Right. We, we've gone, I, yeah, well, I've we had, can't talk about health care anymore because right. we're never going to, you know. And the idea isn't that I'm trying to convince you to my position, and you're right. not trying to convince me to yours. It's just 
a matter of perspective. Right. I see it this way. Here's something that you might not have right. thought of. And maybe that does get somebody to change their mind, and that's great, you know, about anything, beliefs or religion or whatever. But, you know, if it does get you to change your mind, that's awesome. But the the goal of conversing should not be to convert. No. It should be to just share just to understand and to understand. And that's what people don't get. Yeah. And especially, I mean, it's easy to go jump on the politics discourse. But, yes, political discourse being what it is now. And that spills yeah. over into kind of everything else is just you can't talk about anything with anybody anymore because, you know, oh, well, you think like me. You don't think like me. So now we're on different teams. It's like, well, well we're not. It's, well, you know, you, you know, they say that you're not you're not supposed to talk religion and politics to people. But I think that's honestly the problem is that we don't talk politic, politics and religion. With yeah, people. It's, it's just not become civil anymore. It's right. Like, you know, if, if you think this way, I think this way. Therefore, we're enemies. That's not mm, true. No. That's a that's a that's a fallacy. No, we all we're, we're not we all want the same we, things, we man. We want the same things. Yeah. Back to what we were talking about earlier, we want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We just have different perspectives well, means on how to get there. there. Right. But that, that, yeah, that's, and it's just about yeah, understanding. Right. It's just about understanding. Why, okay, why do you think that? Well, based on A, B, C, D, E. Oh, you know what? I never considered D before. Right. Hmm. Now I got to go reevaluate myself. Mm. People don't like that because that involves an open mindedness and a humbling to say you don't have all the answers. Which some people and can't some admit. people cannot wrap no. their brain around that. No, they and can't, they, so because, bizarre to because me. Because not because not knowing an answer is a sign of weakness to some people. That's, yes, to me it's not that way though. It's not. I, that's why I, I mean, don't feel that way either. Like okay, I, don't, I don't know everything about yeah. the universe, but I know people that I might go ask. I can go ask an astrophysicist. Right. Or you know, I can well, go read a book and I can get that information. I can bring it back to right. you, and we can talk about it. If I if I have bills to pay and I don't have the money to pay those bills, let's say my account's in the negative, or I don't have enough money to pay those bills, I should not see the I don't have any money in my account as a bad thing. I should see that as a motivation to go and make more money. Yeah, you know, and I think that's the problem is that we don't see you know um, things that are challenging to us as a as a good thing. Well, and that's where you get back to praise God in all things. Right. Because, you know, yeah. it's, it's not, oh, well, God didn't give me any money today. Oh, no, man. Because you've got the opportunity to go. Yeah, you, money's you, a bit of a weird one, but you've got the opportunity to go change the world. You will change anything. You can change the world. Yeah. There was, there, there was a guy that was adopted. His parents didn't even want him. He was adopted. He met another guy. They started hanging out. They started talking about nerd stuff. He started a company in his garage. Right. I'm talking about Steve Jobs right. created Apple. He created the Mac. He created right. the iPhone. He changed the world. Right. right. Well, that's what I was going to go back to the adopted kid. Right. Well, that's what I was going back to the beginning. Where I think that we, you know, if it we, wasn't uh, him, somebody else would have done it. Right. We're not as we just we, we we don't challenge ourselves. We're not as creative, and I think it's because we are as society are just limiting ourselves. We're just limiting our ability because we're afraid and and and, and man fear just i think is the number one robber of success you know and um well it sounded like one of those posters you see in business offices you sound fear. like one of those cat posters like hang in there <laughs> the fear on the is the enemy of success yeah there you go <laughs> yeah i mean the one thing you have to i mean fdr said the only thing you have to fear is fear itself right. you just get over the fact that you're afraid Right. Well, you know, that's a flat earthers. That's what their, that's what their greatest fear is. Fear itself. Fear it. Listen to you. I know. 
That, that, that'd be a good Let's segue into our next episode. Let's get out of here. We'll talk about space next time. All right, guys. Well, this, this has been fun. I'm Matt here. Matt and I kind of go back and forth. The yeah, next time you hear us, we'll be talking about space. I don't know if we're going to be able to get to that recorded today, but we'll definitely make it happen. Uh, I, I, I just hope you guys are definitely out there being blessed. You know, head on over to the podcast uh, page. Uh, leave a review if you'd like. I'd really appreciate it. Maybe a couple stars. Um, you know, it, it's just it's a blessing. Uh, doing a, It's really been fun kind of picking back up the microphone and joining you again and uh, i pray that again this has been a blessing hit me at life this is life pod at gmail.com if you have any commentary or this is life pod on twitter uh you know get a hold of us and uh just uh, feel free to just uh, let me know you're here listening to us and uh, some things you like about the show some things you don't like about the show maybe if i talk too much whatever it is uh, i just want to hear from all you guys so i love you god bless you guys until next time aloha and mahalo